the nature of your emergency. Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody listening in on the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Welton. We also have people over on our YouTube channel, so if you guys aren't subscribed there, then you can go ahead and check us out or watch the replay over there. Happy birthday, America. I think it is so cool to be able to do something and not um, not be barbecuing or, or doing things that, of course, are fun, but I think that seeing all of the conversation on social media that I already have this morning especially in our audience, makes me incredibly proud because um, not only do do I see the appreciation, but I also see it be something that plays out all year long. So I wanted to point it out and just express my appreciation for that. And this morning, we have somebody who is a body positive certified trainer, an orthopedic fitness specialist, nutrition coach, speaker, best-selling author, veteran spouse, basically someone who's a total badass, Miss Stephanie Lara. Stephanie, how are you? I am great this morning. Now, if it's okay with you, I've, I've listened to a few other interviews that you've done, and mm-hmm. I like to do my research. Um, so I kind of have a lot of questions on the back burner, but if it's okay, I like us to just talk like we're just two normal people getting to know each other because I tend to ask a lot of selfish questions. And um, I think the conversation just might go in a, a little bit of a different direction because I also checked out your website. And a little bit of your history with your book. Good morning. And I know that you have a lot to share. So I'm hoping you can happy Independence Day. I hope you hoping you could teach us something new today. So is that okay? Let's go for it. Okay. So the first thing I want to know is why do you do what you do and what brought you into this field? Why do I do what I do and what brought me into this field? The short version is I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I wanted something different for myself. I was always the fat kid. I've been on every diet in the planet and proved that I can lose weight, but I'm even better at gaining it back. And I learned that diets don't work. And, but something still had to change. And so when I gave up dieting and realized that once you actually move your body in a way that feels good and eat in the way that serves your body and really listen to your body, put those habits into place that fit life, that fit what's going on in your lifestyle, not anybody else's. That's when the magic happens. Diets are not sustainable. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And just by doing very tiny things like drinking water and quitting going to the drive-thru and things like that, building those tiny habits, I lost over 200 pounds. And it went from not being able to walk to the end of the street to running marathons. And in the process, you know, this is several years, about two and a half, three years, um, realizing that the environment that I was in was a pretty toxic career and it wasn't serving me anymore. So it was time to make a change. And I know that I am meant to serve people. And so I, I took that framework and said, okay, well, how can I continue to serve people in the best way possible? 
And it was only logical to continue down that path in, okay, I'm going to continue to serve people in walking alongside them to do the same thing that I've done, to take charge of your life, to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, to feel good inside and out, because there is no one way to wellness. It's individual for each one of us. And sometimes we just need that extra set of eyes, that extra bit of encouragement to figure out what that looks like. Yeah, I love that that you said that because typically when I when I see programs or I see offerings or people who have done the thing, they they always try to preach only one specific thing, it seems, or they get caught up in that nuance of like, here's the new powder that you have to buy and here's my affiliate code and you know, that, that drives me crazy. I, I have so many questions. I did forget to mention, though, we're giving away, uh, what am I giving away? To? Oh, yeah, an America Trump 2024 supporters kit. And Stephanie also has a free consultation. And we're going to um, mention that part at the end. But whoever comments the most on this thread and the promo thread within 24 hours, I will go ahead and send you that tomorrow. So drop your questions here. Stephanie's in our group, too, if we don't get to them here live. Now, Stephanie, how long did it take to lose 200 pounds? It was just under three years. And then not doing it the the conventional dieting way, what was your strategy? Quite honestly, I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to let's lose the weight. It was what are the habits that I'm focusing on? What are the things I'm working on? So it was what drinking the water. How am I preparing food? What is the exercise I'm focusing on? Am I getting enough sleep? What, what am I doing for my mental health? What am I doing for my spiritual health? Because a lot of it was not just looking at that physical piece of the food and the movement, but the rest of it as well, because we can't just look at that physical part to get healthy. I have PTSD. I also have depression and, and anxiety. And when those things are out of control, no matter what you do with diet and exercise, you are not going to be a full and healthy person. And so I really needed to actually take all of the coping mechanisms that I had learned and sat in therapy for many, many years and actually do something with them and surround myself with support that made sense. Therapy is great, love therapy, but what was the support system that was actually gonna hold me accountable to use it and to, to really show up for myself each and every day to, to be the person that I wanted to be and what did that look like? Yeah. And I love that you said that. And I appreciate you sharing that with me. And I'm guessing that's Michael Daly saying that. I want that to be mine, Michael, because I think that's a really cool, I might buy one of those for myself. It sounds like you took a lot of the pressure off of yourself and then like magically everything that you've already learned started to fall into place. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering how that impacted your mental health to be able to, to allow yourself to do that. Well, I, I think once we 
stop looking at that far away end goal, everything else gets easier. Because if I said at the outset, I'm going to lose 200 pounds, that gets very overwhelming. That's a huge thing. But if I wake up in the morning and say, well, all I'm going to do today is drink water, that's really easy. And that's something that feels okay to do. If I wake up in the morning and say, I'm, I'm going to check up with this person and they're, they're going to ask me questions about what, what I'm doing to, to manage, manage myself or how, how have I been working out? You know, those, those things are manageable. They don't feel overwhelming. I can, I can pick up the phone. It's not that 10,000 pound brick. And those actions repeated over time snowball. They're huge. Yeah. And I know in another interview, you had mentioned that like sometimes we don't see those changes taking place, but when other people start to take notice and they start commenting on it, that's like, Oh, wait a second. Like something is happening here. So I thought that was really cool. And you also talk about, your experience as an endurance athlete and the stereotypes. So can you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've lost 200 pounds, but I am still not a small person. And just the, the very nature of who I am, I will probably never be a small person. Yeah, I still lose weight, but I'm, I'm still a large person in a large body. And when I show up at the start line of any race, Clearly, I do not look like all the other athletes. And, you know, you get the side eye from people. And it's it's very much that outsider place of, well, who the hell are you? Why, you know, you don't belong here. And most of the time, for, for a lot of people, that is something like, well, I'm, I'm never going to come back. I'm never going to do that again. And that's that thing in me, like, well, screw you. I did the same work you did to show up here. I have every right to be here. Same as you, you know, I same start line, same finish line. We're both going to cross it. We may cross it in different ways, but we both, we both did the work. And, you know, for me, it just, I, I love it. And what whatever someone is going to say is not going to deter me from showing up because I've done the work and I deserve to be there. I wasn't going to comment on this publicly, but a few months ago here close to where I live, maybe you saw it, Stephanie, where you, where you are. Um, yeah, those are their issues. That's exactly right. There's this video of a female getting out of her vehicle and she turns to her car, the baby stroller starts heading straight into traffic. And if you knew how busy that road is, it's terrifying to see that. As soon as she realizes, she turns and she the way that she turned caused her to instantly fall. And my first impression of that was like she she must have just injured herself because you see her struggling to try to get up to get this baby stroller that's heading straight into traffic. Luckily, there was a, a transient actually who saw what was going on. And from his focal point, he saw everything that was going on and realized that she couldn't. He like casually walks over, grabs a stroller, saves the baby's life. And everybody proceeds to go to this female. And I saw somebody, uh, we'll call him a health guru. And he 
used that video as an example, talking about how when we are not in our physical capacity, when we're not in our zone of health, and when we're not working on ourselves, it could literally cost the life of a child is how he had put it. My first impression after I read that and him like putting those two things together was how does he not know? Because I, I kill myself in the gym. And my thought was, how does he not know that she didn't just kill herself in the gym and like the exhaust of, of that, like when she turned, like whatever happened, she clearly had an injury. Like, how does he not know that she's in the midst of that 200 pound weight loss or, you know, so I'm glad that you made mention of the stereotypes that do exist because we all have, and we talked about this in our group yesterday, implicit bias, for example, and that's based on our experience. That's based on so many um, elements, but I, I really value you pointing that out because we all have that within us that exists. And you're the perfect example of the fact that, you know, the part that you didn't mention was when you're finishing that race and the successes and the wins that you've had by, by continuing to show up. So I definitely applaud you for that because not only is it something that you're doing, but I know that you have your own program that you've worked on and you're also sharing this with other people. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the ways that, that you're doing that with other people? Well, I, I work with people in a lot of different ways. Uh, the, the people that I work with primarily are those that are getting into fitness or those that have chronic conditions, chronic illness, injuries, or that bridge between physical therapy and independent exercise where they just don't feel quite safe exercising on their own yet because there's a fear that comes with you know you've had an injury and i i i want to get back to this place where i was before but i don't want to be in pain again i don't want to hurt and i work with a lot of people that have things like arthritis ms fibromyalgia where you're already in pain and there's there's a fear when you're already living in pain from what whatever it is that you're experiencing but you want to feel better and and you know you can but you just in your mind don't know how to make that physical and mental shift and it's, it's not so much the physical shift, but it's that mental shift of being able to let go. And it's a huge trust thing. And I think that's one of the most important parts of my work is not only providing either the physical or the virtual space that feels safe enough for someone to be able to make that shift to start moving their body in a different way or starting to approach their relationship with food in a different way so that they can feel different. What do you think that mental block is? I I know somebody specifically who's a police officer who has developed his own phobia of the gym because um, he suffers from back pain from, you know, the duty belt and all the, all the fun things. But there was a, Uh, injury that had taken place in the gym. So now that that phobia exists. So how, how do you help people over that bridge? It comes back to the stereotypes. We 
when we associate exercise, we associate that big stereotype of the gym being that that box, that commercial stereotype of um, that sterile environment, that big place that I'm surrounded by other people and there's mirrors and there's machines and I'm going to be looked at by the other people and judged by the amount of weight that I can lift or how fast I can run on the treadmill. And so it's changing the environment. It's what is the activity that you can do. Mm -hmm. And so like my gym, I don't have mirrors. So it's being able to watch someone's form and either model it or correct it because I don't necessarily want to touch someone if they don't feel comfortable being touched. So I'm going to model it back to them so that they can see how to do something properly or we're going to make sure they're doing something properly, but we're taking away those mirrors so that that distraction doesn't feel uncomfortable. Um, and we're also changing what people are doing. Instead of being surrounded by the bank of treadmills, we're taking cardio outside or we're approaching it in a different way to change the scenery, to make it look different. Instead of running on the treadmill for an hour, why don't you go kayaking or something like that to really start to change, well, what does exercise look like? What does make me feel good that I can get that same aerobic benefit without causing me pain and I'm still getting benefit from it? Yeah, I had this discussion with my husband where we're, we're talking about how everything counts and there are like my off days is typically when I go and shovel horse shit out in the backyard. And I love that you mentioned that because um, changing the mindset in that way, it's still the same thing. And in most cases, it's even better, right? Like kayaking or shoveling horse shit out in the hundred degree weather. And um, so I love that. And before we wrap this up, you talk a lot about these small goals versus the big picture. So Tell us just some action items for anybody who might have a difficult time with maybe weight loss or their physical journey right now. Some of those small goals that you've worked with, with some of your clients that might be useful for other people. So just choose one thing at a time. It's easy when we want to achieve that, that big thing like weight loss, like building muscle to start to then create that big list of these are all the things I have to do. Well, what's the one thing that I'm going to work on this week? Is it going to be calling the trainer? Is it going to be going and getting a new pair of running shoes? Or, you know, what, what is that one thing going to be? It, and make it the smallest thing possible and, and do it. Finding the phone number, what, whatever it is, because truly that one thing is then the catalyst to the next. Because once you get that new pair of running shoes, well, then you you really want to wear them. So then it's, okay, well, now I've got the running shoes. Now I'm at least going to go wear them for a walk. So it, it really does have that ripple effect of what's next and what's next. 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. And I know that people can get a hold of you and schedule a free consultation. So what's the best way to do that? So the best way to do that is either uh, go through my social media or onto my website, heartandsoulfit.com. And soul is spelled S-O-L-E. And then we also have the Stephanie under construction. Is that another website or is that the same one? Linking so if, back? You, if you go to my website, heartandsoulfit.com, it, it just redirects you there. Redirect. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, I am incredibly inspired to know somebody who's lost 200 pounds. I think that is so cool. I thank your husband for his service. And I thank you and everybody tuning in for spending this beautiful, beautiful day as we celebrate America together. So Stephanie, thank you. Everybody keep your comments and questions down below and then we'll tag Stephanie in it. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you.